In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, we're going to hit him up this week. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Welcome to your Monday episode. That, of course, was Miley Cyrus mashed up with uh, Mr. Tupac Shakur, rest in peace. That That's a song called Hit Him Up, and I remember hearing that for the first time in college, and I had never heard something that aggressive in my life. It is pretty much, uh, you know, it is a uh, it is directed at uh, Puffy and Biggie back in the day before, unfortunately, they both perished, which is, which is so tragic. But I remember going, holy crap. Like, and do you remember when, like, I remember being a kid and Tupac was around and I thought like Tupac seemed like he was in his forties or fifties. Like he just seemed so like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, like older and put together. And I I was just like, he would trash people, but he would do it with this weird panache. I, I don't know. And, Welcome to the week, folks, and uh, it has been a it has been a week. Uh, actually, I'm just getting back from San Diego. I went up there to see our friend Kate Kennedy. Uh, I don't know if you are aware of her podcast. She's been on this podcast before, but she has a podcast called Be There in Five. And she has been doing uh, a live tour of the podcast. And it's this thing, track five, where she kind of does this PowerPoint presentation about uh, Taylor Swift songs. But it's all it's so much more than that. She's a very, very brilliant person. And then afterwards, it's like a Taylor Swift dance party. And she nearly sold out the House of Blues in San Diego. And she invited me and I had to go. Uh, and I'm really happy I did go. Uh, I think I was one of the only guys there, which is I'm, I'm used to that. It's all good. I, I But it was so cool. I, I admire her so much and what she's done and the community she's built. She, she's just the coolest. She's going to come back on, I think in the new year and we'll, uh, we'll talk reality with her. But I just, I, I was telling my friend, I went with, her, I was just like, man, I want to, I was like, I just, I, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Like, she's so smart. I'm so, I got, I was like, I got to learn how to do PowerPoints or something. And you know, that's what I'm going to do over my holiday break is try to get smart or something. How are you guys doing? Are you good? Are you I, okay? Good. I, it has been a wild week. It's been one of those weeks where it felt like there was like three years in one week. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, and it's Sunday, daylight savings time, which I guess we gained a, an hour, but did did we win anything? No, because tomorrow it is gonna it it did it today, but I was inside. It's gonna get dark so early. It's that sad time of year. Some people revel in it, and sometimes I like it. And, you know, I guess it'll get sunnier earlier in the morning, but who cares about early in the morning? I want that extra hour at the end of the day, you know, like it's going to get dark all early and blah, you know, Ugh. Uh, we are living in the golden age of TV, folks. Sunday night uh, definitely, definitely is an example of that tonight. We had the first part of the four part Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. We finally had. An hour and a half episode where Jen Shaw gets arrested. We also have Succession, which I think is one of the best shows on uh, TV right now. Uh, we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I also enjoy. And of course, the new uh, reboot of Dexter with Michael C. Hall uh, is back on. And I I'm like trying to get this done with so I can go back to watching TV. I watched Potomac Reunion. And here's the deal. Not a lot happened this season on Potomac. But I will tell, sorry, that's my coffee cup, but I will tell you it get like those ladies just are so entertaining. Even Candace, which is like Candace is one of the meanest SOBs around, but then she'll cry at a drop of a hat, but it's really entertaining to watch. It's really, I got to move this coffee cup. My God, uh, it is so entertaining to watch and all those ladies just know how to work work off each other so well it is so entertaining to watch so it's like i was like uh four parts but i kind of like 
I think I'm going to kind of dig it because it's not going to be nearly as intense as Beverly Hills. Like, it'll be intense in terms of, you know, these ladies completely destroying each other. But it won't be like, you know, I didn't do it. I am not responsible for Tom Germani. And like, I'm a good friend. It's me, Lisa Ringer. I'm a good friend to Erica Jane. I go off on that today, by the way, with Sophie. Um, But I'm kind of just, it's kind of nice to just deal with a four-part reunion that, like, potentially has no, uh, you know, legal, <laughs> there's no law cases behind it, you know? Uh, Salt Lake, on the other hand, we finally got the uh, the gripping scene that we saw at the beginning of the season with Jen Shaw um, having Whitney turn off her mic pack. And she, and she you guys, like, so Sh- Sharif, Coach Shaw, calls her, and she's like, uh-huh, okay. And on the spot... She makes up, um, Coach Shaw has internal bleeding. I got to go. Like, this girl is used to lying. She's pulling out big guns like internal bleeding. Like, she came out, she came up with that at the top of her head. Like, usually if you're like a bad liar, you'd be like, I got to go. Uh, uh, I something, um, dogs got to go out. Dogs got to, you know, and it, it makes no sense and all this. She used internal bleeding. He went to the doctor for tests. Um, they found internal bleeding. So I'm just going to go check. Like, like. And everybody's like, I'm praying for, like, that's what happens when you do a show in Utah based kind of around religion. Everybody's like, we're going to pray for you. Yes. But it was so cool. It's so chilling when you know that. And then all of a sudden, you guys, the home, um, uh, the, 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 uh, New York cops showed up, the Homeland Security people showed up and it ended right then and there. So I guess next week I watched, watch what happens live afterwards, uh, and, all next week takes place in eight hours. It takes place on the ride to uh, where they were headed. What was it like Vail or something? I don't know. Um, am I just making up stuff? But yeah, it all takes place in one day, which is so exciting. And Andy said, and by the way, Andy would never lie to us. He says it is one of the top five episodes next week of all franchises of all time. And Andy has never lied to us at all. And in no way did he say last season of OC was a great season, you know? Um but uh, so I, I it is really cool. It's really it's it's one of those things, though. It's kind of feeling like, damn, I got so much work to do. Got to take notes on the old Salt Lake, take notes on Potomac, try to record a Patreon for a two hour Salt Lake. Like the, I love that this is called work now. It is so cool. Cause I'll tell you what, that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you guys, that reunion episode, the re- the the fourth part of the reunion that I did on Friday, I put out was two and a half hours long. It almost killed me. And I had an actual court reporter that transcribed the whole show for me because I was working on that commercial and she is amazing. She was amazing. Saved my life. But it's still it. I'm so happy to not have to recap those ladies for a while. It took something out of my soul by the end. It was I am <laughs> I think I'm, I'm scarred. Like I am, I, I think I have PTSD from this season of Beverly Hills. I think you guys might too. We need a long break and I'm seeing all over the map. They're filming, they're deep in filming right now. They're going to release in springtime. And it's like not enough time. Like go away for a while. I beg of you go away. Just go away, please leave us with our Salt Lake and our Potomac and our OC and, and you know, just fig, fix New York, figure it out. Oh, and Winterhouse, you guys. Winterhouse is getting better ratings than Vanderpump Rules right now. And when I talk about this with Sophie today, it's just so, just so stupid. 
but good. And it has, like, drama behind it, but the drama is so stupid. Like, Kyle lost Amanda in their own house, and that was dramatic. He thought he literally, he thought she disappeared, like disappeared into thin air. He was that drunk. Like the drama in Winter House is, is Austin going to hook up with Lindsay or is Austin going to hook up with Sierra? And that's the drama. And I can't get enough of it. I can't get, I like, it's like what I put on to fall asleep to. It's like, I would like to sleep to something comfortable and it's always Winter House now. I don't know what it is. That show is magic. It is so dumb. It is so, so dumb. <laughs> um okay guys uh i do got a couple things can we talk about a couple things before we get to sophie and by the way this is how much of a pro i am is that i left that podcast um taped that podcast in san diego and the car was in the parking garage and i recorded the podcast from a parking garage that i tethered my phone to my laptop and I recorded it all in and I could, the camera, I had to lean down so Sophie could see me. You'll hear all of this, but I was, and and I will say, and I should have said this earlier before the Tupac song, because there was so much cursing in the Tupac song that this is, this is an NSFW. This is a not safe for work. And this is also not safe for kids. If kids are listening, what up kids? You guys are cool as hell. I'll tell you that much. You are listening to an adult podcast right now. Share it with your friends. If you get caught by your parents, do not blame me at all. I'm not taking the rap for that. That's your fault. But for those kids that are still here, you guys are cool as hell. I'll tell you that much. Can I bum a cigarette? No. Um, but I'm going to, I, I like towards the end of the podcast with Sophie today, I curse a lot. Like I was getting angry and it turns out when you are of limited intelligence, you will go for the curse words first when you're angry. And for some reason I was just so, I was talking about barstool sports and then I was talking about Aaron Rod. It was just all over the map. So, um, I don't want to apologize necessarily, but I just want to warn you if you don't like cursing, if you like cursing, I mean, this is, I mean, you're going to have a field day. You're going to have a fucking field day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do want to talk a couple things about you uh, to you before we get started. Um, is that I promised you guys last week, I don't know, and a couple people have DM'd about this, is that I said my nephew, my nephew was on the first, uh, like the second or third episode of this entire thing two years ago. Uh, and his parents wouldn't let his real name be advertised on the pod. So we let him pick the name he wanted to be known for. And it was watermelon. And, uh, so his watermelon is my nephew, but he's also a rapper. I, I have played one of his songs a couple months ago. Maybe time means nothing anymore. Um, but now he has a new rap track out and I think, it's kind of like the Tupac thing, less aggressive, no cursing, but also, but a lot of spunk, a lot of spunk. His rap name is Glendering, G-L-E-N-D-E-R-I-N-G. And the song is called Chorus Time Now, which is just like, I think that's kind of dope, like Chorus Time Now. I don't even know what it really means. I think like, it means like, now's the time for the chorus. I could be going literal with that, um, but could I? It's only like a minute and thirty-seven seconds. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. I'm gonna play it for you guys, and then like I don't know, like maybe I don't know how it works. Go to Spotify or Apple Pod or Apple Music and like it. I don't know if there's likes on Apple Music or write a review for it. I don't know, but I it would be kind of funny because I don't think I'm allowed to play this. Like I know his parents don't want me to play this, my sister, um, but I'm going to play it because 
I'm I'm a rebel. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll drive on E until, you know, right before the car would run out of gas. That's who I am. Sometimes, like I said, I'll I'll pay my credit card bill right like an hour before midnight when it's due. Like that is I'm the guy your mom warned you about. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, uh, a little place called Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> anyways, anyways, here is the world premiere of my nephew, Glendering, or Watermelon, how, a.k.a. Watermelon. This is the new track, Chorus Time Now, from Glendering. From the bad boy, he, he's kind of like a bad boy himself, like his uncle. But here he is, Glendering. The song is Chorus Time Now. Here we go. Hey, yeah. Bust with my fit. Came out of the mud, came out of the pit. This kid who claims he's a crit, better dip. Don't keep talking like that, you finna trip. Hey, got a mess of stick. Don't plan on shooting it though. When I'm in my gear, you know my flow. Hey, boy, do you really wanna go? Yeah, in my flow, yo. It's alright though. Got a mess of stick. Stick, stick up in here with my glick. Course time now, a time to raise your brow. Boys be shooting in here, not allowed. Where I'm from, there's no snow, no need for a plow. So tattle on my bro snitch, you better bow. Wow, bet you won't do it right now. Yeah, snow plow. Not allowed, raising your brow. Course time now, course time now. My last girl didn't come through. Hey, just trying to see you through my point of view. She wasn't even a girl I was that into. Knew from the start, boy, your homework is due. As for racks, yeah, I got a few. Check yourself, boy, yeah, get a review. The sky is blue. The song, yeah, I'm gonna pursue. As for you, stupid, I'm gonna sue. Stick you to a cell, just like glue. Yeah. Course time now, a time to raise your brow. Boys be shooting in here, not allowed. Where I'm from, there's no snow, no need for a plow. So tattle on my bro snitch, you better bow. Wow, bet you won't do it right now. Yeah, snow plow. Not allowed, raising your brow. Course time now, course time now. Suckers. Damn, like that, there were parts of that where like, I think it was like good. It was like Drake level. Like, I listened to that last Drake album. Not great. Donda by Kanye. Not great. That, pretty good. Pretty good. Like, he's he's talking about the last girl didn't come through, but see it from my point of view. Talking about having racks, which I think is like money. Like, do I, can I borrow money from my nephew? He's like 13 years old. Like, I think he threatened to kill somebody in a, I have no clue. Like, there was like, it was like everywhere. I think there was like a, I think there was like a social justice thing in there too. I have no clue. Talking about uh, don't need a snowplow from where he's from because it's Arizona. That's he's right about that. Never seen a snowplow in Arizona. This thing, that thing, that's like a that created a universe right there. I want I want more Glendering. I want a full album. I will be there for Thanksgiving and I believe uh, Christmas. So I'm gonna push him. Like, what if I'm like. Or like, what is it, Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad? Like, I'm going to like, I'm going to be like, yo, we got to work. We got beats. We got to make beats. And then I'll have, like, I wonder what his process is. The thing is, I can't get him on the pod. So I can't, I can't, like, I want to know what his pro. like, how does he write that? Do you know, like, Jay-Z never puts pen to paper? He does it all in his head. Like, I'm not joking about that. Like, is my nephew the same way? Does he write this stuff down? Is this like, could I enter him into a rap battle? Like, 
I mean, it's just like, what if I go to Arizona, I find some kind of underground rap battle, which I'm sure is like, like in the back of the newspaper or something. And I enter my nephew and I surprise him and I'm sure I'll be scared, but then it'll be like eight mile where it'll be like, and I'll be like, go to the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror. Like Eminem did in that movie, eight mile. And then I'm going to have him go and rap battle people. And I'm just going to be there like Mr. Miyagi in the background, like shaking my head, like in agreement and pride, you know, and he's like, no, let me go home. And I'm like, no, you battle. You've got to battle that older gentleman, you know? I see it perfectly. I see what my role in this is. I see what his role in this is. He's the talent. I'm the management. You know, this is my time to express myself. The podcast, the rap is his. I'm never going to touch his art. He can rap about anything he wants. It would be cool if he rapped about Batman at some point. Love Batman. And it would be cool if he also did something about the Real Housewives. But I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. Also, it would be cool if he could... (laughs) Wasn't that? I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess this is like how stage moms are. I'm like, I, I'm like, he could do it. Like, I'm like, wow, is he the best rapper of our generation? Maybe. You know what? Like, that's. I can see how everybody now with like their kids think they're the best. You know, because he, hey, and honestly, he might suck. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. God, just to have that kind of talent in the family. So my my parents have me. We have Glendering now in the family. Like, is this a dynasty? Is this what it is? Like, is this what it feels like to be Beyonce? And like, he's like, I'm Beyonce, of course. And then he's Solange, you know, like, I mean, or, you know, I'm Jessica Simpson. And of course he's Ashley. I mean, this is like, this could be like a family. I'm just sad that I didn't, I didn't recognize his talent earlier. If I could have had him at shaped him at like five or six years old, he was busy shitting his pants and stuff like that. I could have shaped him. I could have really, I should have moved in with my sister and just really put a lot of focus on him. Instead, I had to do my own journey, but that's paying off, I guess. So anyways, Glendering, go check him out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I know it's also on YouTube. Give him a review, subscribe. I don't know. It would be funny to, uh, God, wouldn't that be funny to get that to like, on the iTunes charts or whatever. I don't even know how you do that. But anyways, uh, that is Glendering. I do want to talk to you a couple more things before we get into Sophie. And of course, you guys, we do talk a lot about the tragedy that happened this weekend with Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival, where eight people so far have been confirmed dead. A very tragic accident that I think could have been prevented. And of course, you know, your Monday uh, Monday morning quarterbacking where you're like, oh, this should have happened. This should have happened. But you know, what we talk about with Travis Scott is that I, I was not aware of his history of um, kind of, you know, he, he this is part of his performance is really getting inciting people. Um, and usually it's a great experience, I, I'm sure, for a lot of these people. But for as big of an artist as he is and for his own music festival, uh, he did not have nearly enough security or EMTs there, unfortunately. And I think uh, as of uh, two hours ago, I was already reading that two lawsuits have been fought. Two one million dollar lawsuits have been filed. Uh, one even named Drake in it because Drake was the surprise guest that came out. But I, I just uh, I, I don't I, I don't. I consider myself kind of a professional concert goer. Like I've been to so many concerts and I talk a little bit about that with Sophie, but it, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things. It, it can be really scary. Like, especially like Coachella, like it's like, I think Coachella the last year I went, it was like they had topped out at 80,000 people a day, you know, and you're just sometimes in smashed in like a dance tent, 
where the majority of people are and you're not moving, you're not dancing, you are just, which it's crazy now to think about in terms of COVID. Like we used to just be sweating all over everybody, just in, in inhaling germs everywhere, which by the way, I'm sure nobody's learned a lesson. We'll go right back to that this this next Coachella. But, um, you know, there's been scary moments. You always have to, and I, and I, especially for girls, you know, um, not that girls are not strong or anything like that, but I just remember my ex and she was tiny, you know, and it's like, she, I mean, that can get, you can get, I mean, it's just really scary. Like, and for that many people to rush the stage or for something to happen that kind of causes a stampede, um, is just one of the scarier things because you're there to have the time of your life. And that's why it's very tragic. The other tragedy that we're of course seeing is the manipulation of media, uh, and you got to really pay attention to that. TMZ and, and all of these places are working in full force to protect the Kardashians. Uh, Kylie and Kendall, uh, you know, said they were they were out there and they saw it. But actually, there's now video of them where they had been rushed out of there. So they're already lying about what was happening during their, you know. And and by the way, the fact that they the fact that People Magazine brought up that first Kylie Jenner unscathed, like bitch, nobody asked about Kylie Jenner. Let's focus on the eight people who passed away. Let's focus on all the injured. Of course, we know Kylie Jenner is fine. Kylie Jenner was not among the the plebeians like we all are, you know? I, I just think it's like so it's at a certain point, like it's fun to like pay attention to who the Kardashians date or divorce or cheat on or lie. But when it comes to like life and death, I don't give a rip about the Kardashians. I don't give a rip about the Travis Scott. I get, I really care about like any of those kids out there that their parents let go to this concert. And then, I mean, that's just got to be scary as hell. So we talk about that. Of course, I do want to talk about one thing and I'm going to try to make this funny, but it is so mind blowing. Do you guys know, uh, are you guys like Chris Pratt? Um, so Chris Pratt, of course, the actor, I, I initially knew him from, um, Parks and Rec. I played Andy Dwyer. I believe that's his character's name. And he was so funny, just so great. And turns out, and I, 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 I want to be gentle with this because, you know, I know a lot of people are very religious. Um, and I think that's great if it gives you, um, if it, if it gives you strength, like I know my mom, it has given her great strength in her life to believe in God. And it, at times I've, you know, times I believe in God because my mom believes in God, if that makes sense. Like when she was going through, uh, breast cancer, I know it gave her great strength and she still, uh, battles, uh, cancer right now. And I know it gives her strength. So of course I want to believe in that, you know, but I think sometimes there's a level and, uh, that, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say, but let me read you what Chris Pratt wrote on his wife's birthday in a Instagram post. Uh, and he thought this was a great Instagram post. And I just, I think it's so interesting what we choose to share in this world. Like he didn't have to do this, right? Like he could have given his wife a poem, like a very beautiful poem, but he wanted to share this with the world. Now, let me know, you, you guys might've read this already, but for those who didn't, let me know if there's anything that strikes you as unusual. Okay. Guys, for real. And he posted a picture of him smiling at the camera and her smiling, looking adoringly at Chris, like open teeth smile at Chris can't can only see half of her face. She's like two face from Batman. And Chris is just staring at the camera like, Hey, 
I'm Chris Pratt from the movies. And the caption is, guys, for real, look how she's looking at me, exclamation point. I mean, period. Find you somebody that looks at you like that, you know? <laughs> we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out. But that's love, exclamation point. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure, and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie Card. I don't know sports, but I know baseball cards. I used to collect them when I was a kid, of course. Um, which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. Now, there's so many interests, like, so, uh, you know, just on the, the, just on a first glance or what, you know, like, oh, this is like a cute, dorky, uh, dad joke kind of post, right? But there's like a couple things, if we were to dissect this like a Shakespeare poem, is uh, troubling. And I think sometimes with uh, religion and megachurches, which I think Chris is a part of, um, and and by the way, his wife is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver's daughter, and she seems like a very uh, nice, uh, you know, beautiful young lady, nothing, you know, but I don't love because the Bible does kind of, and my sister falls into this as well, I, I know, where, you know, Christian teaching, uh, you know, is the man is right. The man. You have to respect the man in the relationship. We even talked about that in, in terms of MLMs at the Lulu Road doc, where this was a woman ran business and part of their teaching was to, you know, uh, you know, give it, give, retire your man. Retire your man was like one of their tenets by working hard, retire your man. And the part that really stood out to me is her heart is pure and it belongs to me is this thought of God giving you somebody. Now that, I think there's something like God, if you believe in God, if you believe in a higher power, you know, letting and I, letting you find each other. But I would still never dare to say that, like, I own somebody. Like, could you imagine, like, I date somebody, and then I'm like, I own your heart. And if you go away, I get to keep that heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is something weird about, there's something ownership about this. And the other thing that he people were pointing out that was, I, and I don't think he meant this in any way, but it, it said, for giving me a healthy daughter. And the thing about that is his son with Anna Ferris, his first relationship, you know, their son, unfortunately, has a lot of medical issues. So people were saying like, wow, to point that out, saying that, you know, like almost inferring that, um, you know, a healthy daughter putting that in there it was kind of hurtful to his not healthy son uh but i i don't know i don't want to think and he even said like that is just so far from the case because then he makes a video the next day and puts it up on his instagram saying oh i was just so depressed got got my spirit down so uh i knew that i had to go work out to try to shake this and 
I guess he's training for some Jurassic Park 80 or something like that. And so, so I put on my favorite worship music. I think it was like worship rock or something or spirit music or, you know, my, my worship, my worship music. And I just got, went out on the run and got my blood pumping. And then he, he's like, you know, and then God appeared to me in the woods and, uh, you know, and I felt, I feel so much better. Just go and put your worship music on. And I, my whole thing, I've said this on the pod before is that, you know, if God, God exists, he created all music, right? So if that's, that's what we're going, he created all music. You think God wants to hear music about himself? God fucking wants to hear Jay-Z or um, Phoebe Bridgers or my, like he created all that. I mean, he wants to hear the Beatles. I don't know. He wants to uh, not Travis Scott after this weekend, but he wants to hear like he doesn't want to hear music about himself. God isn't totally self-obsessed, you know. And by the way, I do like worship music or like, you know, and I know what he's talking about. I go to my, you know, I go to my sister's church on the holidays and I grew up Catholic having to sing all those boring songs. I mean, they're just sometimes boring, but the funny thing was, is, you know, I got older, like, they really, they really dig into those bands. Like now they have like 30 piece bands at some of these churches that I go to on the holidays. And I'm just like, everybody's acting like they're Mumford and Sons or something. It's wild. And I'm just like, why don't you guys just play, play the, play Radiohead or something like play music. We all love like play Prince Prince is like, if we're going to sit here, like your talent is God given, right? So play the crap that is amazing. Leave the worship like we're here worshiping anyways. We don't need to hear worship music. It's where, <laughs> but anyways, I also just think it's like wild. I don't know. I, I I'm still trying to clarify all of my thoughts on this, but I just watched that and I was like, wow, you didn't have to share any of this, and yet you shared all of it. You know, there is something with all this social media and all this sharing. You know, is that you know, these like, go and tell your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is, just go tell them you love them. Tell the, go up to them today and say, I love you and give them a big smooch on the lips. Maybe put some tongue in it and don't worry about the social media posts and don't worry about owning people. And don't worry. I, I just, I sometimes think it's frustrating because this is such a weird time. Don't you think we have so many different voices coming? I mean, I'm, I'm me too. I'm a stupid voice in your ear as well, but like, it is so, so many people's opinions and thoughts and it it's wild. Do, I mean, do you ever think it's just wild? You're just like, wow. From Aaron Rodgers and his line about getting vaccinated to this, to that. I'm just like, what a interesting time that we live in. And that is why we celebrate the shows, these shows that we love, these reality shows and these show. I mean, we have such great entertainment, but I don't know. But oh, and I also wanted to read you this. Talk about a love sonnet. I wanted you to read. This is a beautiful. I was on. This is another Instagram thing. Vin Diesel went to took to Instagram to leave a message to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and if if you don't know they're in a, a franchise called Fast and Furious where they drive fast and furious car they fat they drive fast cars furiously around different locales and uh, they always are doing amazing things with these cars but there's like a whole team and i guess like a team of criminal anyways <laughs> so the thing on this set is The Rock and Dwayne, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel did not get along because Vin Diesel, I guess, is a little bit of a prima donna and he thinks he is he is the Fast and Furious franchise, which he's a huge part of it. But as the movies teach us, it's all about family. 
And so The Rock was like, I refuse to come back to these movies with Vin Diesel because he's such a prick. Like he doesn't come out of his trailer on time. He's like, I'm here to work. So it's well documented that The Rock had big issues with Vin Diesel. So Vin Diesel, I guess they made nine of these movies. I think I've seen three or four. I don't even, I don't think I've seen them even in order. You know what I'm saying? And he writes this. And by the way, it's always cracks me up when I see like, I see, oh my God, my ex liked this post. <laughs> I love seeing the people that like the post and I'm just like, oh my God, it's hysterical that I know people that like genuinely was like awesome post. Uh, to me, it's an awesome post, but like comedically. So Vin Diesel writes this. It's a picture of him, like him and Vin, him and the rock staring each other down from a climactic scene. And he goes, my little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you, that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale, that is 10. I say this out of love, brother, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I'm a dick. I don't know. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the, oca the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> This is like fucking Return of the Jedi or something. Like, go face off against me. I love that his destiny is being in a sequel to... <laughs> Dwayne, it is me, Vin. You must fulfill your destiny and wipe your bottom. No, just... Dwayne, rock. My kids want to know where their Christmas gifts are. Fulfill your destiny and give my children Christmas presents. <laughs> Dwayne, it's me, Vin. Dwayne, it's me, Diesel. Legacy awaits. <laughs> Legacy waits. I'm driving a very souped-up Toyota Corolla in this last one. <laughs> Rock, may I call you Mr. Rock? It's me, Vin. Legacy awaits. <laughs> Legacy. Leg <laughs> Rock. Fulfill your destiny, which you will get where you will be getting paid fifteen million he gets paid fifteen million dollars and he's like, please fulfill your destiny. You'll also get fifteen million dollars. Hey Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson, it is me, Vin Diesel. Fulfill your destiny. What's that, Vin? Do you want me to go do uh, humanitarian work overseas? No, I want you to be in fast ten. <laughs> <laughs> ring ring Dwayne the Rock Johnson it's Vin Diesel hello Vin it's been a while it certainly has you need to fulfill your destiny do you want me to help the children of the world Vin no I want <laughs> I want you to be in fast <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you love to be <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see Vin Diesel writing this out? He's like, oh, shit. Just had a thought. Got to take it to the gram. <laughs> he was like, oh, how do I start this? 
How do I start this? Huh. Oh, I got it. My little brother, Dwayne. <laughs> he goes, the time has come. If I was The Rock, I'd be like, fuck off. Like, The Rock could bench press two of Vin Diesel's. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. Like, the world maybe awaits a little bit, but, like, I'm also awaiting that new Batman movie, and I'm awaiting to see what happens in my own life, and, like, we're just getting through COVID still, so, like, I don't know, Fast 10's maybe in, like, the top thousand things I'm awaiting. I don't even think I saw Fast 9, so I'm, like, I'm still kind of behind, but is the world awaiting? Like, are we, like, will people tell me if we're waiting? Because I don't want to hold up the world. I just personally am not waiting. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. <laughs> so this is something, Uncle Dwayne. Do you think his kids like, Uncle Dwayne, Uncle Dwayne? Like, do you really think like his kids are like, and what if like, what if The Rock's like, I've literally met your kids one time. I don't know. My kids are weird. They just call everybody uncles. <laughs> there is not a holiday that goes by. That they and you don't send well wishes. So is it like, happy Thanksgiving, Uncle Uncle Dwayne? And like Uncle Dwayne goes, happy Thanksgiving back. Like, is that what he said? Like, he goes, there's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. Like, shouldn't it just be there's not a holiday that goes by that they don't think about you? And then, But then he goes, but then he goes, there's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes, dot, dot, dot. But the time has come. Like, what the fuck is that? But the time has come. Like, that's so... Talking about holidays and well wishes, and then it's like, but the time has come to never celebrate a holiday again. And then he goes, legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo and try to blow myself. <laughs> I was good. I was going to fulfill my promise. That's <laughs> I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo and have that penis enlargement surgery that I've always been talking about. <laughs> I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. That barely like adds up to a sentence. The best fast in the finale that is 10. Like the finale, I think he's saying is 10, but he's like saying it like, obviously he's a guy that drives cars. He's not Shakespeare. You know what I'm saying? I say this out of love, dot, 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 but you must show up. So that's another thing it's like is missing too. I say this out of love. It should be dot, 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 you must show up, not but you must show up. There's like something missing here. It's, he goes, do not leave the franchise idle just like a car. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. Fuck, dude, I could play Hobbs tomorrow. Like, just like an out-of-shape Hobbs. I'd be like, fuck, pandemic was rough. I grew my hair. I shrank a little bit. Got some belly fat. Like, I am Hobbs. And people wouldn't fucking care. I'm telling you. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I bet Daniel Day-Lewis could play the fuck out of Hobbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet this... Ben, use this as an opportunity to get the kids away from creepy Uncle Dwayne. Even though I actually really like The Rock. I don't think he's creepy. I think Vin Diesel's creepy, to tell you the truth. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Like, is he saying that The Rock's destiny is just to play Hobbs in a shitty sequel to The Fast and Furious? 
I don't know, you guys. I had it. I that was just so bizarre. I hope that was okay to. And remember, there's timestamps, so you can skip right to Sophie and pass this this foolishness, this damn damn foolishness. Uh, you guys, I hope you have the best week ever. Thank you so much for being a part of this family, not the Fast and Furious family, the So Bad It's Good family. And without further ado. Uh, here is Sophie Ross. Remember, there will be some commercials uh, a little bit through. Um, I think there's three sponsors this week. If you can listen to them and check them out, that's great. And then we'll be back right to Sophie after that, okay? Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. Uh, as we are always doing on Monday, we invite our favorite person. Uh, she's an author. She's an auteur. She is... What Vogue is calling one of the ladies of the millennia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sophie, they did call you that in Vogue this month. Uh, she's also a sports fan, and I heard Joe Burrow did not do good today. So, How did you know that? Who told you that? You know what? So funny. So uh, Sophie Ross, by the way. So uh, what I, what I looked on Twitter, and I saw somebody random say, Joe is not doing good today. And I figured that meant Joe and It Burrow. was someone random? Somebody random said, oh, I think it was like Burrow not doing well today. And I was like, oh, my God, Sophie must be livid right now. Yeah, he did not do well today. It was really, really, really sad. Ever since you guys started dating, you realize it's not been well for him, right? I think that, yeah, I just I think that he's really in his head about us, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> this is this is this is like a Luke Hanna situation, I think, kind of. <laughs> okay no he's Han- no he's hannah you're luke he's hannah yeah he's, he's hannah. hannah you're luke <laughs> wait by the way uh so i'm in a car outside so kate kennedy does this podcast called be there in five it's insanely popular and i drove all the way to san diego and uh with my friend megan and went there like she did amazing the house of blues she sold it out and w- there was a huge dance party afterwards uh but now i'm in a car podcasting so it is extremely weird because I, I was like, I have to put this out tomorrow because there's so many important topics. But oh my God, did, so much happened this week. Oh, it, it, like, and did you get like, I got so many DMs going, I cannot wait for you and Sophie to talk about this. Did, I, I got a bunch of people DMing me. So I was like, I, I can't let anybody down. But I guess we got to start off with the most important is that Carl Radke shaved his beard earlier this weekend. <laughs> and that was... It's very sad. It was alarming. It was breaking news. Alarming. No, I mean, we got to start off where we should start off. And this is a tragic event. So I do want to, you know, I want to be as kind as possible, but I'm kind of angry about it in a lot of ways is that uh, nine, eight people lost their lives as of now at Astroworld, which was Travis Scott's music festival that he threw in Houston, his hometown. And um, eight people lost their lives. Like that, that is a, a real thing. And I, I guess there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, we, everybody doesn't know all the facts yet, but there's been a lot of things put out so far that I think are very dangerous in so many different ways. But I guess, Sophie, what do you think about it? So obviously it's, it's absolutely tragic and it was also completely preventable. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like it's, a lot of this does fall on Travis. It does. I mean, unfor- like, unfortunately it does because yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. He, he foster and you know, I mean, yeah, you're aware of this that yes. Travis Scott is very much like 
Oh, there you are. Oh my God. Yeah, they, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to. Black screen. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, I just realized I want to, because I was shaking my head in agreement and I wanted you to see me. So I'm like going to just. Okay. Yeah. Down. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at talking to a black. No, 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 no. I, I, I realized that. Um, but yeah. So like he is culpable because Travis Scott makes it his thing to do mosh pits at his concert. He says, fuck security. Bring on the rage. Bring on the rage. Yeah. So he got arrested a couple years ago for what? Inciting violence because he did the same thing. So he knows there are risks here. It's bad to do this. Um, And he, I mean, if you've seen the videos from, it's actually like so disturbing to watch because he's looking directly at these Hundreds of people passed out. So eight people died, but 300 people were injured, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, so there are people passed out. There are ambulances. There are people literally getting, like, um, carried over to, like, security. And, and, and Sophie, Sophie, one sec. I'm going to actually insert a clip right here of uh, one gentleman's uh, experience here. It just felt like we was, like, literally, like, in fucking hell, bro. Like, it felt like we was in a concert in hell. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't see. Like, just imagine all the people they're going to find tonight who was in that crowd who nobody could see, who nobody could hear, who passed out, and everybody was just trumpling on top of them the whole fucking concert. Like, I'm thinking it's probably going to be, like, at least 100 people who dead tonight. Like, I kid you not. Like, in the VIP section, it was so many bodies laid out. People was getting pulled out who was fainted, and the people were trying, the medics were trying to give them CPR, and they was flipping them over, and, like, they was literally turning black and blue. Like, I never seen no, I never seen death in my fucking life, bro. Just by me alone, it was probably like 10 fucking people laid out dead. And like once the medics tried to help them, they wasn't responding. They moved to the next person. It was nothing they could have do. Like this shit, like this shit really fucked me up and like really spooked me tonight. Like that was like some demonic shit. Like, and what was so crazy, like people were screaming help, trying to tell Travis, Travis Scott. They was like, help. The whole crowd was just going to like, help, help, help. And he just kept going, bro. It was like, that shit was scary, bro. It was so demonic, bro. And mind you, y'all see the type of music I make. Y'all see everything. Like, you know, like, I've been so heavily influenced by Travis. But, like, after tonight, bro, like, God really showed me, like, you know, like, stay away from that shit, bro. Like, that shit not for you. Because, like, he sacrificed so many people's lives tonight. Like, for real. Like, so many people's lives are gone tonight because they want to go to a fucking Travis Scott concert and have fun. You know, he influenced people to be raging and all this shit. So many people broke in and... It was just chaos, bro. It was a living fucking hell, bro. Imagine seeing all those dead bodies. And that was that was just by me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this gentleman that I know you didn't hear, but he said he was literally seeing bodies right and left. He said there would be a lot more people that die than eight. So, uh, you know, even if it's only eight that die, that's too many. But also that so many people got injured yep. in the rush. Yes, um, but yeah, just seeing Travis, like seeing this and he kept going, had he stopped and said, Hey, and there are clips going around. I can't, I don't even know what bands or artists over the years that have been like, Hey guys, this is too crazy. Let's pause for a second. Everyone take three steps back. Like there are ways to manage like crowds when you know, it's getting dangerous. And he kept going, which probably led directly to more deaths. But I, you know, and I was, uh, Tracy Morrissey's stories, of course, like she she actually did a good job of presenting a lot of this information where I was uh, not aware because I've talked on this podcast before where I just don't no offense to Travis Scott. It just I've not been able to hear his music like my nephew loves him. Like I just personally don't like him. I've listened to him. I just don't personally get it. But I know so many people love him. 
But I do know I've been to so many festivals, so many concerts. I am a concert goer. I've been in so many situations that have been potentially dangerous, but they've also been some like really heavily secured festivals like Coachella. Like I remember like, but there have been a few dangerous situations I've been in, but that is like insane for Travis Scott to have the four or five years of multiple incidents that have been documented where he has encouraged inciting violence and this was his own festival and the sad thing was if you do that i'm all good like i'm all good with if that's your thing but then if it's your own festival make sure you have the security Mm -hmm. and the emergency medical situation to deal with that i was hearing both were understaffed we saw earlier in the day that like a thousand kids rushed the vip station to get in they got in and he you know there's so much and listen i get that if you're on stage you're not going to see everything but you see a great deal. Mm-hmm. And Kylie, unfortunately, unfortunately or fortunately, posted a video where the, the ambulances were trying to make their way through the crowd. And it's it's kind of an eat the rich situation, but it's like rich people will always be better than us, folks. Like they will always did you have- see that People magazine headline? Yes. Like by the way, tell them what you what tell them what the headline was. It was like the headline was pregnant Kylie Jenner uninjured after Astro World Fest leaves eight dead. And it's like, oh thank God, Kylie's okay. Oh my god, it was just the eight peasants. Yes, that's sort of like by the way, like that is such a ridiculous headline that I'm so I'm so mystified if Chris Jenner's losing hold of what actually is media friendly, because that really puts a target on Kylie more than you would ever. And then TMZ is literally so far. It's like literally like Lisa Rinna on Erica Jane. TMZ is so far up Kylie's ass where now yeah. they're pushing stories where it's like Kylie looks distraught. Kylie looks um, like it was like confused during Travis Scott's set. And it's like, Oh my God, you guys are finding every way to paint the story like Kylie Jenner is a feeling person. And I'm not saying she's not, but I am saying it's the wrong story, though. It is the wrong story. We know Kendall and Kylie were fine. We know they were away from any kind of melee. We know that. Let's focus on the victims. Let's focus on the people that went there to have a great time. And unfortunately, like, did you see that? The they they released an autopsy photo of the 400 pound man that like was dead, and they did not have him ID'd yet. So yeah. Houston PD released it, and it's a really horrifying. And listen, I'm not an. Yeah. I, I like I want everybody to rage and have fun, but there is a responsible way. And I know what it's like when a crowd starts moving at a concert, and I and I'm fortunately I'm a, a bigger guy where I can make my way, but like. People got trampled. People got, and he, it's frustrating when somebody actually died horrible deaths. You don't go to a concert to die. Like everyone's like, oh, you like there. I I mean, not everyone. These are like the few weirdo Travis Scott stands that are like, you know, when you go to a Travis Scott concert, what's going to go down? No. And also the whole story about the random person in the crowd. Bullshit. By the way, Sophie brings up the other point that we were going to talk about is that so there is another and Houston PD supposedly confirmed that one person, a security person, got stabbed in the neck. Neck. They had to revive him with Narcan. This is the only uh, incident that has been reported. And they're saying they confirmed a poke thing in the neck. But what I'm saying about this is. It's very odd because this would actually then pull blame away from Travis. Exactly. That's what they're trying to do. 
is that they're saying that somebody was stabbing people in the crowd and that's what's caused the surge. Yeah. Because in reality, and and this is just how he performs, is that Travis caused the surge. Uh, you know, I'm not, and do you realize if you inject somebody in the neck, you have to actually hit a vein. Do you know how hard it is to hit a vein in a neck? Not, it's so not a, I'm sorry. It's such bullshit. And it was such a Chris Jenner like plant. Well, but, and, and I, God, I, I'm so sorry, you guys, I hate conspiracy theories, but guess who like business manages Travis Scott? Chris Jenner, right? Lou Taylor. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> I was just reading about that. Also the Lou Taylor connections to the Kardashians. And, and, and by the way, I I'm disgusted with myself for even bringing it up, but I will say Travis Scott is known for these kind of incidents. They happened at Lollapalooza in Chicago. It happened in like a small town that he got arrested in. I think maybe Indiana. I'm, I, I could be wrong there. This is, and, and I'm not saying Travis Scott's a bad person, but Travis Scott loves to bring the rage. Like that's one of his things. I'm not saying that's a bad, listen, like I, I understand concerts. I understand wanting that energy, but if you have that energy, you also have to have the security and the medics to actually if something goes wrong, you have to provide for that incident. And he did not. The, all the incident, like said, they were vastly understaffed and eight people lost their lives, which will be way more than that. And Travis Scott went on saying like, I can't believe something like this happened. His video was so horrible. And his he, statement. Did you, did you hear, did you see that one person that went up to like, stop the show, stop the show to the lighting? like the, the story too. So it was this girl, um, Sierra something on Instagram and she's, there are lots of videos of her at the company. Yeah. She got on an elevated surface and she's wearing pigtails and like overalls or something. Um, and she was like, stop the show, stop the show. And she kept telling them and they would not, it was just a total failure all around. So many people are culpable and so many people are going to get sued, including Travis Scott, which he but, should. But see, that's what I feel like the stab thing takes away. Like, okay, maybe we can get away from the lawsuits. If we say somebody was stabbing somebody exactly. in the audience. And it's so obvious that that was, you know, a Chris Jenner, like to me, I was like, oh my but God. So, but, but, so, but see, this is what I was thinking about. Like I, I, ourselves like we saw the videos and we read the testimonies from people like no one was concerned about a random person stabbing them it was literally them getting crushed to death but but, but sophie when something like that happens like I'm, I'm just like i hate that i'm going to the dark side about conspiracy theories but like what are the conversations that are going on of like okay he's immediately going to get sued let's make up something that somebody gets stabbed in the neck you know like is that what happens like is that how fast these things happen like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate the fact that that actually is something that's going through my head, but I do not believe that somebody was randomly stabbing people in the neck and hitting the vein. And There's like, no you There's have to leave it for one second. Like one security dude that they say they saw a neck, like, and Houston PD came out and verified this in a press conference outside. And like, but they said, we only have one verification. Mm -hmm. So it was like, that's such a weird plant to me. And all in all, though, and then you bring the Kardashians and Kylie into it and Kendall, and it's like, you guys are so out of touch now. And it, it ties in to what you've been saying all along. And I've been reading about Kylie and her lawsuits that are like, you know, like she's really kind of fucked in a lot of ways. And, and Travis won't even claim Kylie, by the way. So Kylie actually released a joint statement like me and Travis are crushed uh, or not crushed, but like horrified. <laughs> about you know, sorry that's a wrong word but like you know what i'm saying like she she spoke for her and i'm like i'm like kylie 
Travis barely claims you. Travis barely acknowledges you are his girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? And you're out there like, like thing that we've talked about like that. Maybe we haven't talked about this. No, you've talked very much about it, but I've always stayed away from like, I've always thought, I don't know. You've always mentioned the Kylie and her lawsuits coming up and all of this stuff, but I will find it. I find it very sad that this guy doesn't even claim Kylie Jenner. Mm -hmm. This guy's had kids with Kylie Jenner and he's allowed a handful of photographs of them to actually, you know, like my, my friend pointed out his actual girlfriend, like, uh, have you seen, I, 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 I'm not going to say the Instagram name, but the, what's that? Who is she? I, I, I have to, I can't remember it offhand. I'll, I'll put it in the intro, you guys. But like, this is like, there is something to be said about like, Travis has really fully never claimed Kylie, except for like a handful of moments. He's claimed Stormy, but he's never really claimed Kylie as his one and only and I find it really weird then when Kylie then speaks out for the both of them after his statement, because you knew Chris was like, you got to make a statement too. And you got to include Travis, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this, that TikToker that I brought up before who does deep dives on the Kardashians, um, I thought that, I guess we haven't, I haven't talked about this particular TikTok. Maybe it was because it was like this past week. I can't remember exactly when she dropped it. But it was super interesting. It was like the reason that Kylie has kind of fallen off in many ways is because Travis doesn't claim her and treats her like shit in front of the entire world. And that's embarrassing for her. And it makes the public kind of be like, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kanye treated Kim like she was a freaking goddess sculpted from clay, whatever. And that worked out perfectly. So, you know, (laughs) I'm not saying that, but it's like the way that he treated her in public and to the world. It was like, oh, like a a piece of art, like a piece of art. Yeah, like a piece of art. And it made the world kind of see her that way. And same even with like Travis with Kravis right now. Like when you see you know, one of these Kardashians with a man that's like obsessed with her. I feel like that, or just anyone in general. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We will be back to uh, Sophie in just a second. It's a long show today. I hope you you guys are okay with that. Remember, use the timestamps if uh, if needed. But I need to do a couple of advertisements for some products that I actually genuinely love and use. The first one, of course, is our good friends, Bolin Branch. Now, um, you know how important my family is to me. The importance of family and friends, uh, it means the world to me. And uh, as we near the holidays, uh, gift giving is a great way to show your family and your friends how much you love them. And this year, uh, I'm actually going to give my parents bowl and branch sheets. uh, And I'm going to use the discount that they actually give me. But these sheets are amazing. Uh, They say we spend one third of our lives in bed. So pure organic cotton sheets from bowl and branch make a truly special gift. They make the highest quality sheets by doing things the right way, not the easy way. Husband and wife team Scott and Missy Tannen founded Bolin Branch to create a new standard in bedding by doing things the right way, not the easy way. Bolin Branch holds themselves to high standards across the board, from sourcing pure organic cotton to putting workers' rights first. And it's not just their sheets that are made the right way. Their pillows, their bath towels, they even have robes, you guys. Uh, signature hemmed sheets are their all-time bestseller. That's what I have, and I love them. They're beloved for so many reasons, like how they get softer and softer with every single wash. Buttery soft, lightweight, and made with 100% organic cotton weave that feels incredible in all seasons. And it feels really good right now because it's starting to get cold in Los Angeles, and I love it. Uh, it comes in a wide range of colors, all sizes, from twin up to a California king. Also, completely toxin-free and fair trade certified. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bolin Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging and order by December. December 19th for guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Best deals of the year going on now from November 1st to November 11th. So you got like three more days, you guys, with promo code so bad at bolandbranch.com. That's B O L L A N D B R A N C H.com. Promo code so bad. Uh, and exclusions may apply. So Bolin Branch, I love Bolin Branch. Now, this next one. They are new, but I don't think they know this. I already got this for my mom uh, a year and a half ago. It is called StoryWorth. So this holiday season, um, I actually did this, like I said, about a year and a half ago, and I did it for my mom's birthday. Um, and I wanted to give my mom something that showed her how much I loved her and how much um, that I appreciate her story and wanted to know more about her story. Um I wanted to do something that made her feel special and unique um, and I kind of like the relationship that we share. Um, and that's why I gave her StoryWorth. Uh, StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matters most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like, uh, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? And I did this for my mom, and she told her, like, she told 
we have now a hundred page book with pictures because you can add pictures into this. I have my own copy of Becky Bailey's life story and we have one for my niece and nephew. And, uh, I, it's just really touching. I, I, I should post some of this on my Instagram one day because it really genuinely is one of the coolest thing. And my mom took it so seriously each week. She would be working on this and it gave her something to work on. And she was like thinking about memories. She said, um, and you know, her mom and dad have passed away and she was thinking about them and it just, it was so cool. And it did exactly what I had hoped it, it, it would do. Um, so after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you will be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Uh, and I have it in my room right now. I can show it to you. It is bound. It is beautiful. Uh, you can get black and white photos. You can do color photos. It is so cool. Um, and they would send me her weekly stories that she wrote. So I got to kind of check in on my mom every week. Uh, so you get to read their weekly stories and it kind of just helped me connect with my mom for that, uh, for that year. Um, so with story worth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. I kind of want to give one to my dad, but then I kind of don't want to like make my mom jealous because it was like my mom's thing for so long, you know? Um, but I do strongly suggest you do this for your loved ones. So go to storyworth.com slash so bad and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash so bad to save $10 on your first purchase. And I'm serious, guys. Remind me, if anybody wants to see my book, um, I can post it on my Instagram or send you uh, a picture of it. It really genuinely is uh, one of the coolest things I own. Uh, our last and final one is, uh, it's called Best Fiends. Now, uh, I, I think I've talked recently, I have been playing um, this mobile game. Uh, I like mobile games because they kind of like, um, like if I fly or something, like I'll play Solitaire or something like that. But Best Fiends is awesome. It's like match three. It's like a casual uh, mobile puzzle game, and I totally dig it. So in my humble but correct opinion, as you guys know, uh, everybody can have their opinion, but mine is the right one. It is the best match three style game by far. Uh, the rest are basically the same game with like different color schemes. So stop crushing the same old candy. Try a puzzle game with something fresh to offer. With Best Fiends, you play through an actual storyline complete with good guys, the fiends, and the not-so-good guys, the slugs. Um, the slugs are kind of like Erica Jane. Uh, your fiends start out as wee baby versions of their future selves, and the more you play, the more fiends join your team, and the more powerful they become, helping you solve increasingly challenging puzzles as you progress through the game. It's an action-packed adventure and a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled into one, and with new can it has new content added all the time, so you are never bored. Uh, so not to bag, but I am pretty far along. Um, I, uh, I'm pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. I got to a pretty high level. I don't want to brag. Uh, I'm going to take, I could take all you guys on. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Best Fiends has literally thousands of levels with more added all the time. And it's one of those things I can't put it down. I'll be playing it uh, while I watch reality shows. <laughs> And uh, I'll just be doing 10 things at once. And this is one of those things. Uh, and uh, it's one of those things your kids would probably dig too. But like, you know, they have their own games. This is this is your game. Uh, there's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need a mental pick me up or a break from podcasting. So download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. And uh, that's friends without the R.
best fiends. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to those commercials today. And now back to Sophie to finish the show. Um, it does affect like your public image. And I think the fact that Kylie's been with this guy that clearly hates her for the past three, four years, however long it's been now, that's, I think, affected her public image. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's also weird though, when you, when you become a billionaire or something like that, like it's, it's, I feel like there's not some kind of course on PR statements, but I feel like Kylie is infamously failing right now. She's like Kendall Jenner with products she endorses. It's like, what are you thinking, Kendall? Like we didn't need a Pepsi, uh, Pepsi protest ad from you. We didn't like, we don't care about 818 Blanco tequila. Like what are you like? There is a certain point where the public is no longer with you. Oh, yeah. And she's way like that ship already sailed. I think the Kylie swim, Kylie baby drop and all of that stuff proved that, you know, no one's no one's trying to like stock in. I think people are selling whatever you call it, selling your Kylie stock. No one's buying Kylie stock right now. Like Kylie's going, you know, you know I've. I feel like I'm like so innocent because you've been saying this forever to me and I've been like, no, it's gotta be not. And then I'm like, right. I'm always right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, but at the same time, I'm so innocent that it's like, no, but at the same time, I feel like it's, it's very sad because I feel like we are going to start witnessing the downfall and I could be completely wrong. Maybe Chris is so, sm- and she is very smart. But like, there's no way Kylie is going to get out of this. Like, I feel like we're going like, I feel like Kylie is going to get thrown on a pyre for everything. And she's going to be the Kardashian that take the, the Kardashian Jenner that takes the fall of everything. Like Kim will survive everything. But now I feel like Kylie is going to be the one sacrificed for that whole clan, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think the interesting thing in general about them right now is that Kim seems to be, you know, she's relevant no matter what. Well, it's, she's getting she's getting dicked down by one of the most popular yeah. guys in New York. He's getting dicked down by um, New York City. Pete Davidson's New York City. Wait, Sophie, you live in New York. When did you have sex with Pete to live yeah, there? Yeah, so um, that's like what you have to do. When yeah, you, no, I know. Like, was it? Is it like DMV? Like when you get your license? Yeah, it's like when you do your taxes. Oh. <laughs> See, and that's why a lot of people skip their taxes because I imagine a lot of people are virgins and they're scared. But that's a very, if you guys move to New York or Staten Island in particular, you do have to have sex with Pete Davidson. And like, he's very gentle, but it's still a scary thing for people. Yeah, for New York, it's just, you know, it's a New York citizenship thing. It's just, you know, all states are different. Well, before Pete Davidson, just people didn't know this, it was Harry Dubin. And uh, (laughs) so we've, and by the way, I think Pete Davidson is a vast improvement, but it's still scary for people, you know? Yeah, no, but okay. But back to Kim, sorry. So Kim has managed to kind of stay a list no matter what. I wouldn't call any of her siblings right now. I mean, the Kardashians are always kind of a list because they're very famous, but I think in terms of like relevancy and that, I just like, I've been saying for a while, I said for a while that Kendall's in her flop era. Kylie is definitely in her flop era. Kendall, because Kendall doesn't seem like she tries nearly hard enough yeah, as the rest of them. She doesn't really try anymore. She doesn't really do anything. And it's like, okay, you're just there. Chloe. And you almost respect Courtney because of this more. Because it's like Courtney's just getting another lady that's just getting dicked down and happy. Yeah. And she doesn't have to like involve herself in like, but did you see last night Chloe was filming with Scott for the new show? 
Oh, I did not see that. But of course, of course, look at all the storylines they're setting up. You guys like this is this is the Kardashian machine at work. Like their show is literally filming right now. Of course, they're having the well, you don't think they're going to do a very special episode of this event at Astroworld, do you? Oh, my God. Wait. I that, hope not. That I would be that but Kendall is there too. So that means that could be right. Honestly, I'm, I think they're going to try to pretend it never happened. I, I don't see why or how they would like put that in there and make it tasteful. Like it would just feel disgusting either way. Um, and disrespectful. And yeah, and it just makes, it makes obviously the Kardashian brand look bad. So I just, I, my prediction would be that they don't include that in the show, but that's an interesting point that it's filming now too. And that just happened. And like, obviously the Pete Davidson stuff, like that's not I mean, these are the world. They're setting up these freaking storylines. Well, and, and to, to get off this a little bit, cause I, I'm sure we'll be talking about this all week on the show as more information comes out. Uh, but it is a horrifying event. And I'm not just saying these things happen just at like a Travis Scott concert. I know there have been melees at many concerts, um, but I will say this could have been prevented seeing how he encourages a lot of this behavior. I don't say, I, I don't mean Travis Scott's willing, like wants death, but I will say this was near, this was not nearly staffed well enough. And you saw that earlier in the day with how many people just broke the gates, which he encouraged as well. Um, and it's very sad. And, and I don't, um, the, the thing that upsets me the most is when I see stories pushed through people and TMZ, and this is how you guys, this is how you see how pop culture works is that this is publicists at work overtime. This is publicists out of touch, pushing stories about Kylie Jenner is undisturbed or, or Kylie Jenner looks bothered at. These are stories that are being pushed to make them look good. And they're so out of touch in these stories like Kylie Jenner shouldn't even be part of this like Kylie Jenner like we we know she's okay we don't need to know her mental state but the fact they're putting it out there almost seems like they're building up for lawsuits you know oh exactly and there will be lawsuits there will oh, like yeah. well and I hope so I mean and I also think that you know this this will be interesting to watch like obviously that's not the most important thing what matters is you know the families that are grieving and the lives that were lost like it's insanely tragic. And I think also a lot of people are going to have PTSD from his music. I mean, how how does Travis Scott's career, like, where does it go from here? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, and I think that his response in that video he posted were so callous that I think, and, and now videos are resurfacing of past concerts where he's like such, he stops the concert because the videographer is next to him on the stage. He's like, oh, I'm an artist. I need the stage for myself. It's like, he can stop the concert for that to be an asshole to a videographer, but not stop the concert when people are dying. I think it's showed, you know, it's showed a peek into his character and Kylie's. I, you know, there, I, I, there's only been a few moments in my concert going history that I've actually been scared. And one of the scariest times, and this sounds like a joke, but like Coachella at the last minute announced Madonna at the last minute, but they didn't announce her on the main stage. They put her in the Sahara tent because she had a dance album and the Sahara tent is nowhere. Like you have 80,000 people on a field. All of a sudden you direct them to a tent and I thought it was one of the most dangerous. And like me and my ex at the time had a great like placement to see Madonna. And once it came on, it was like very clear that we would not be able to stay in the same place we were without getting like 
you know, very moved around and jostled, which my ex was not into. Um, but I thought that was so irresponsible of the promoters because it's like you have somebody like Madonna, you can't put them in a tent when you're 80,000 people because everybody's going to run over. Like there are irresponsible and luckily nobody got hurt, but there are irresponsible things by venue promoters and things like that. And Travis Scott knows the brand he's selling. This seems like it was inevitable to happen at some point. And I just was not aware until I started seeing his, because I don't follow Travis Scott, nor would I ever see him in concert. And that's not saying he's a bad performer. I'm just saying he's, you know, this is obviously a very dangerous situation, you know? Yeah. And I think also like, obviously that Ariana Grande thing happened. And what, what is that? Remember the bombing at her concert? Oh, where yeah. Multiple people lost their lives. And, and that was not, yeah. obviously that was not, her fault at all. No, and not at all. The way that she reacted to it was like the most perfect way you could react. She was financially supportive of all of the families. She, you know, made a point to just, you know, be there for them and show a lot of grief and sympathy. And it was really hard on her. I think she had PTSD from it and was like depressed. She said for a while. Sure. She still does. I mean, these are, yeah. these are lives that, and, and by the way, I'm not saying that Travis Scott is, he is probably horrified as well, but he is now realizing he caused this situation. Right. Like, it's, this is different because Travis, you know, was making it worse with the things that he was tweeting beforehand. He deleted tweets that said, let the people without tickets in or like whatever it was. So people that weren't didn't have tickets were coming in because Travis told them to, which just made it even more packed. So, and you know, when he kept playing and he didn't stop and he was encouraging people to mosh and get closer yeah. and closer to the stage and to rage, like he was encouraging this and that makes him culpable. So to, to spin off of this, you know, uh, we're going to actually move on at this point, you guys, and there will be much more to say. Um, but I will say I listened to a two hour, I don't usually listen to podcasts. Uh, I listened to a two hour podcast about a podcast called champs that Kanye West was the guest of on Friday. And did you, did you hear about this Sophie? No. So he did a two hour interview with his very popular podcast called champs. And, you know, he came out with the statement of, you know, me and Kim are still married. SNL made her get that shot off about divorce and how dare them. He, I mean, like, and he, but he said like, the thing with Kanye that's always upsetting, he says 10% of things that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like that, that would be cool. But he's so egotistical. He talked about once uh, Drake had that stuff about in one of his songs about potentially sleeping with Kim, he put everybody on a group text and everybody meant Jay-Z, Drake, Kim, like, like seven amazing people. And Kanye was like, this isn't going to fly anymore. And I was just like, Imagine the group text without Kanye that they're fucking just laughing behind his back. But this is what billionaire gets you is this kind of shit where it's like you say these kind of amazing things. But he was saying stuff like he doesn't own a, own a home anymore. He works out of a uh, a bag and that's where his phone and computer are. And like he went to Paris and he had nothing but his bag. He didn't have a change of underwear or shorts. And he called uh, uh, Bals how do you say it? Balcianega? Balenciaga, Balenciaga. Yeah, you always have trouble saying Balenciaga. It's, it's just not a natural. It's not like Old Navy. It doesn't spill off the tongue. Like and Balenciaga, he called the president of Balenciaga. He came and got him, and he got a free pair of Balenciaga underwear and shirt. And he goes, 
That's all I need. It's all people. It's all connections. He goes, I don't travel with security anymore. He goes, I had a cop pull a gun on me overseas. I was wearing my mask. I took it off. You know, like he's like, okay, this is how it's going to end. This is how it's going to end. And I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying it's crazy. If you're a billionaire, I'm sure you start really uh, daydreaming about actually what the real world is. And he talked about being a, he wants to be a trillionaire. He wants to be the first person traded on the open market. And he wants to start universal wealth where we will all get a hundred thousand dollars a year. And he wants to start that for everybody. And Hey, I'm, Hey man. Hey, if that starts, Hey, I will, I will bow down. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. But okay. But that's the good part. But then he goes into this bragging about like Drake said he fucked him and me and Kim, like kid, like our kids still want us together. And then today, I don't know if you saw page six, Sophie, but um, uh, Kanye West. Now this is the, the story that got pushed today by page six, Kanye West dating model Venetria. I don't even know who this is. Venetria uh, amid Kardashian. Like, so he, and he also talked about God so much in this interview, but he didn't talk about anything about Venetria, but now I'm just like, this is so stupid how pop culture works and how PR shit is pressed. Like he went on there saying like me and Kim and Kim handles all my storage. Cause she's good at that. She breaks that stuff down. Didn't mention anything about Pete Davidson. Didn't mention anything about Venetria, quote unquote. And now since the Pete Davidson thing like got hyped up in the last two days, now Kanye was spotted at a basketball game, uh, game today with Venetria. I'm like, if you believe in God so much, God can't be fucking psyched that you're like now making up rumors about a model. Like, I don't get, I just, I want to believe all this shit, but it's like half the time you don't even follow the shit that you're prophesizing about, you know? Yeah, no, he's just, he's bizarre. I can't follow anything Kanye West does because I think that he's just like a very terrifying, sad person. But the thing is, I like sometimes he makes a like I don't want to take away everything from him, but I'm like, who he? I will say though the Kanye Pete thing it becomes more and more obvious of why Kim needs somebody like a Pete, and Pete you know by the way Pete has gotten by by just being a regular guy with a big dick like Pete has gotten by. Okay. The thing about Pete also, I'm sorry, everyone keeps being like, but he's funny. Like he might not be <laughs> funny, and I'm like. Is he can he, barely do sketch comedy, by the way. Yeah, like, like he's grown he, into he sketch comedy. Funny, like since when is Pete Davidson even funny? Do you know my old like? So at my old job, I taught at an acting school and I answered the phones. And Pete Davidson, before he got on SNL, he was a stand-up and he took uh, he he got coaching out of my place, and he would always come on like fucking high as a kite, like stoned out of his gourd, like to the point where like the guys that you can smell it on, you know, like. When he entered, you could smell weed. And my job I used to be, weed. what's that? I am weed. You are. <laughs> By the way, that happened a year ago. Machine Gun Kelly saying I am weed. It was Seriously. a year anniversary. To, no, but like um, Pete Davidson, I used to have to call him and say, you're 30 minutes late to your appointment, Pete. Are you coming? Like that was like, that was like my job. And then like he was getting every opportunity ever that every actor would kill for. And so before I even knew Pete from SNL, I knew Pete as the fuck up that didn't make his appointments, but was getting every opportunity in the book. And like, he was a kid. So like, I get, you know, kids are fuck ups, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't have like, Pete is getting like so much cast off pussy that is so weird from like billionaires now. And like, it's funny. He's like a pawn in everybody's game. 
but he's like a happy pawn. He's like, it's not going to hurt him. He's like, if I get to fuck Kim and it's like you like, fine, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He really went from being like almost fired from SNL. And then when he dated, when he was engaged to Ariana Grande, oh. he became that's, it really did change his career. The Ariana thing, because right before that he was about to be fired from SNL because he's like, not that funny. And he does the same thing in every sketch In every sketch. He plays like the ditzy dude. Well, and now we've watched him now where he does characters. Like he does, um, uh, not de Blasio, but who was the Didn't guy that got Cuomo? He did Co- Cuomo and stuff like that. We've watched him turn into like where he does characters now, but he used to only be able to do the weekend update where he like played himself and did his stand up sit. So it's like fine. We've watched him come into his own. And and by the way, most people probably watch SNL just to see Pete. That's how yeah, popular now he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's what I I joked on Twitter. Like they they the SNL account showed Kiernan Culkin who was the guest this week. And I said, Oh my God, did he get, did he get to meet Pete yet? Cause like, that's like the big guy. Like if you're a girl right now in New York, you want to get dicked down by Pete Davidson. I'm sorry, not you, Sophie, but the other people. We all already did that. We already, yeah, yeah. by the way, well, how was your experience with him? That's. Um, it's yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's funny how much they pushed him also during the Timothy Chalamet episode. They were like, look, Pete Davidson and Timothy Chalamet together. And I was like, I only like one of them, <laughs> but like they, uh, they are trying to make him like the SNL heartthrob. And I guess lots of people think he's a heartthrob. And I still, again, it's like, I just don't think he's funny. That's what it is. It's like, if he was funny, like I would get it, but I, I just don't, I liked King of Staten Island. Like that was cute. He, I saw, yeah, I saw King of Staten Island twice, but guess what? It was during a pandemic. I saw it at home. I was more bound to like yeah. anything at that point. Cause it was just like Im- new images, you know, there was nothing else to watch. There was did. nothing else to watch. Like, um, but I will say it's just, it's just very weird that we're living in this kind of thing where people are like, Oh my God, is that Pete's blonde hair in this video of karaoke at Chris Jenner's birthday party? And I'm like, Oh my God. I mean this, that's the shit that I want to see a camera for is Pete. Da- like, and do you see this stuff on page six that they're pushing of like, Pete Davidson is overly sexual with Kim Kardashian. His friend, like they, it is more than just friends, but her friends are creeped out by it. Did you see that? But her friends are creeped out. They by said something it. like her friends are like, he's way too sexual with her. And I'm just like, I love like you, you always know it's food. God pushing that shit, by the way. Food God. <laughs> food God's like he's way too sexual with her. She, she's a princess. Uh. Oh yeah, and he definitely is the one that has page six on speed dial. He's like, you want to see me do a cheese bowl? Ugh. Oh, um, um, okay, as we move on, we got the fourth and final, thank God, Beverly Hills reunion. God. Like, honestly, thank God. And it was so much dialogue this week. It really was heavy dialogue. And I had a court reporter do, because I usually take notes and I worked on a commercial this week, so I couldn't. So uh, a listener, and she's amazing, and I don't want to say her name because I, I know she's shy, but she offered to give her court reporter, she's an actual court reporter, and she did a court reporting of the actual, she gave me the full transcript of the Beverly Hills reunion. And Oh, I, I saw that. I was like, who transcribed that? A court, an actual court reporter. Like, it oh was amazing. Oh, my God. It that is amazing. But it still took me six hours because I got so sick of talking about Erica Jane that I would go for 10 minutes and I would have to break for 20 because I would get so frustrated because- oh it was so fr- I read that Daily Beast article and it was great. It really captured Kevin, Kevin Fallon wrote that, you guys. I, I strongly suggest you read 
the uh, Daily Beast by Kevin Fallon. He he uh, he did this great article about the whole situation. Yeah, really like encapsulating just how frustrating it is as viewers to watch. Like it really is just frustrating. Like she's on another planet and acting like a toddler. Like, and it's frustrating not seeing anyone say anything to her. Why is well, she allowed to call Sutton a cunt just because yes. she asks questions? I guess the confusing thing, the things that are like left unanswered for me is like, why are all these ladies, I, I say this every week, I just don't get what, why is she all of a sudden the leader and Rina, like, you know, that Rina why is like poking Dorit to shut up so Erica oh can. Yes. I mean, Rina, oh my God, Rina fucking nodding the entire time. Oh and my God. The facial oh reactions like, every oh time. yes. Yeah. yeah. Like every time Eric was speaking, she was just like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like doing oh. her like, Oh my God. I wanted she to. She was about to have an orgasm of agreement at some point, you know? Oh my God. I hated that. Yeah. And when she told Dorit, to, when Dorit was like, you know, there were moments where Dorit was like, but Erica, we didn't see that side Did of you. See Rena poker one time to Rena, shut up. Like, like poking her like stop it's like what does erica have on them but also my thing is if all these ladies are in cahoots with each other i don't want to see it like and by the way they are deep in filming right now you guys we're going to get a new season by late spring which is really like it's it's too soon like i need a long break from these ladies and they are deep in filming in fact this weekend um uh kyle opened her pop-up shop in palm desert with her and uh, remember Shahida from the first, the Denise season, they did the fashion show with Shahida. It was the first episode in Denise. Right. It was like, it was like the last time Denise filmed with the group. Everybody was so happy that day. That was the Shahida that she has like a, you know, the long flowing dresses or whatever. So they did a pop-up shop in Palm desert this weekend. All the ladies are there. There's footage. I think Queens of Bravo or Queens by Bravo posted of Rena going, look what I got a dress. <laughs> And by the way, oh, I saw that I hated it. I hate it. But by the way, also, Rina, literally, maybe this is the time, like, fucking be with your daughters right now, period. Don't film. Your oh daughter is, like, actually going through something really intense. And, like, don't film right now. Don't don't put out press releases thinking the angels that are watching over Delilah. Be with her. Be the angel. Don't let your housekeeper be the angel. Be the angel yourself. Don't make it a plot line on your show. Just be the angel. You don't need to show up to everything. Your daughter, your daughter is way more important than anything else. And like the fact that she has been filming nonstop, she's going to make it out of like, I got to make money. But like your daughter is very troubled, like a very troubled young lady, you know? Yeah, we need to talk about the fact that Amelia in that video said that she knew her parents wouldn't come. Yeah, yeah. So I called my, I called my housekeeper crying. Oh yeah. And like, I know my parents are probably listening to this and they know that if anything, God forbid, whatever I would ever, and I'm very lucky that I have parents that like, I know, like they would drive there. They live in the freaking Midwest. They would drive 16 hours if I needed them to. to I've called your parents and cried before. Exactly. It's like, you could call my parents and they would come get you or it's like the fact that her parents, like, why is no one, why is Rena not that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, She's always there for her good friend, Erica, but her own daughter. And that's when, you know, like things are a little askew guys. That's why like, we always enjoy these reality shows. We laugh at them. We, we get upset about them, but this is something actually seems very real. Remember Rinna is always there for her friend, Erica, 
but kind of not doesn't seem like she's there for her daughter delilah and i always call her other amelia or like not amelia is what i call her but now i'm going to call her delilah because i i, I feel um you know it's just it's delilah like, was like before amelia dated scott delilah was like the she one. was the one yeah yeah and she also this was in the rumor mill that when they were setting up this PR relationship that Scott wanted Delilah, but she was dating someone. She had a boyfriend, so he got Amelia. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I will be, I mean, Scott, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it, I, I just kind of like think like Rinna has stars in her eyes and she like, she really gets off on people like, you know, champagne pappy follows me. She gets off on that shit. So I would recommend any celebrity listening, don't follow Rena. Like she can't handle it. She ignores her own family potentially. And She's a horrible person. Remember when she was like, I know I'm a good friend. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I, Sophie, I did a recap. I had like a three minute laugh break on the podcast. Like it, I, I was, I was recording that part at like four and like three in the morning and I could not stop laughing because I was reading a transcript and I was like, that is hysterical. Andy literally brought up three situations where you were the worst friend in the world. And she goes, but I know you can't have a good friend. And then Erica Jane, the fucking criminal goes, you are a good friend, Erica. You are. And I'm like, oh my God, am I fucking living in like a fucking cuckoo land? Like, and then, well, and this is the thing, like, this is why, like, I like Andy did a decent job, but I will say Andy let that question slide. He brought up those three amazing moments of Rinna being a fucking shitty friend. And then it got turned into Erica Jane commenting on Lisa Vanderpump not showing up for the reunion. She's like, she didn't show up. I did. Because Lisa doesn't need the fucking money. Like, you do. But it got taken off Rinna immediately. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was... So, like, why is Lisa Vanderpump being? I do not like Lisa Vanderpump, but again, it's like. Well, I don't. Well, here's the deal. I don't like. I don't have. I will say I don't care either way, but I know I don't like Lisa Rinna, and I will say Vander Vanderpump rules. Like they had a good episode this week, but it's frustrating. Like Vanderpump rules needs to figure out its shit. Like they need to figure out which way they're going, and I feel feel like oh, I don't you, even remember what happened on this past episode i want to talk about winter house oh dude i like i said this on twitter i watched two episodes of winter house i couldn't i i was past the legal limits to drive i couldn't operate a car you will get so fucking drunk just watching one episode of winter house i watched the most recent episode of winter house like three times because i loved it so oh much. my god the part dude, where, I... kyle, where kyle oh, is crying it was amazing it was amazing <laughs> He was like, I just want her to know. I wonder if I didn't pay enough attention. I thought you were so good. And I love getting so drunk that you lose somebody in a house. You lose, and in his drunk mind, she like got kidnapped. She like yeah, got like, crazy. I got to call the cops. And, and Lindsay, drunk ass Lindsay was like, it's okay. It's okay. Drunk ass Lindsay was like, she's gone. You can make a new life. It's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can start over. You no, start like, over. I'm going to go find her. And then she found her. And then when Amanda came in, she started crying. Oh, puppy. And I love that. Why are you crying? See, but that's what I'm saying. That to me, I hate to say this. And you're going to think I'm just, everybody's going to listen. Think of that to me is a real relationship. No, like when you know when you see your significant other crying, you start crying when you're drunk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
No, like we have watched them have very like low lows on the show. But now that we've like seen them, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Kyle and Amanda are so, they shouldn't be perfect together, but they are. And like their relationship is very sweet. And the only thing that I, I, I gotta say, the only thing that will tear me apart from that opinion is if I ever fucking catch Kyle cheating again. And I don't mean me personally catch Kyle, but if it ever comes out on the show, like to me, then it's over. But it's like, but I will say the guy gets fucking dumb drunk. The guy gets fucking dumb drunk. And that shit you got to watch because if you're dumb drunk, oh. that's like fucking Schwartz and Vanderpump Rules where it's oh, like, yeah. you got to watch when you get dumb drunk because then that's an excuse to like hook up with people, you know? Oh, he gets blackout. Like, I don't know if I would be able to keep up with that. Like that's, he, he goes hard. Like he doesn't just casually drink. Like he gets so fucked up. Well, and can I like, tell you? He's the life of the party and that's why he's great TV. But on Watch What Happens Live, Andy like asked Amanda that. He was like, I guess there was an audience question about it because he's like pushing 40, whatever. She was like, hey, we all get blackout. And I was like, eh, I don't know if everyone gets this blackout. Yeah, yeah but also- we can all get blackout until you start cheating on your significant other. You know what I'm saying? It's also still scary to get blackout regardless of who you're with. But like, you know, but at the same time, making I, like stupid decisions. Yeah. But it also makes the best fucking TV known to man. Like I oh. will, like it is, I, I, you're right. Like I've watched it. I put it on to go to sleep now because it's like every scene makes me happy. Like yeah. it's every scene, like Craig going like, Hey guys, it's okay. like every little stupid scene in that Andrea hitting on page and like all of this shit, like is so fun. The, I will say, I want to bring up Austin because oh my uh, God. so Austin was on watch what happens live last week. I think we talked about it. Lindsay was in the audience. It was so embarrassing for Lindsay. So and since then, Lindsay has unfollowed Austin, thank God and blocked uh, according to Austin. But we got this great yeah. piece of information this week that, um, Lindsay, it started this week's episode. Lindsay goes, you told me your goals for 2021 on the eve of like on, on New Year's Eve. And you said it was to date you to date me in 2021. Lindsay was saying this to Austin and he goes, and then in the talking, he goes, I was at a four day fish show and she knows where I was at. Turns out Lucy on the ground, uh, one yeah, of my favorite accounts. Never happened this year. No, no. It, he fucking was, he was on, he was doing online fish shows. He was doing online fish shows, probably doing mushrooms and acid in his apartment. And which, by the way, people like that, they do mushrooms. They all of a sudden, they think they're artists. And you can tell like him and Shep probably do mushrooms together and think they're like high key, like geniuses. But he fucking like he wasn't even in Madison Square Garden. He was watching it on an Internet stream. Probably if we could subpoena his phone, he probably texted 20 girls that night. He wants to date them in 2021. Yeah. And probably two dudes too. Probably two dudes as well. Also, we need to talk about Sierra and Paige on Watch What Happens Live because they were big time mean girls. They were assholes. Sierra said, oh, so what? I'm the better kisser. So what? In regards to Lindsay. Sorry, I'm a better kisser. And like literally no one in the audience laughed. Everyone was like. That's Hannah. That's Hannah behavior to me. That's Hannah behavior. Yeah. Also, speaking of Hannah. Uh Uh-oh. Hannah, I only listened to literally the first 30 seconds of this because I. Call daddy any further it was the caller daddy with hannah and Paige, and alex cooper immediately was saying so she was doing like the in- the solo intro and she was like so hannah and Paige were on the show summer house and hannah got 
kicked off the show because she was in a happy relationship and <laughs> on the show was in a tumultuous relationship which her happy relationship like doesn't make good tv and blah blah, blah. like some bullshit like that and i was like i'm turning this off it's well, like i liked it like i the, the, the you know the Conventional wisdom is that Hannah, you know, didn't get kicked off is that she was just in the most amazing relationship of her life. And that's what it is. But by the way, then you would also have to kick off um, fucking Kyle and Amanda. Um, yeah, no, that's obviously not the case. That's so. Wait, not wait, wait, but wait, this actually brings up. So, by the way, it was really frustrating to hear Sierra say that. And I got to tell you, like. I, I'm sure Lindsay in person is hard to deal with, but I am a very big Lindsay stan. And oh, I just, oh but God. by the way, and I know she's probably a lot, but I really. She's a genuinely good person. I, I really got, I, and also I just don't like when people shit on other people that are like, it, it just, it just really came off as bad taste. And Sierra, I've really kind of liked her this season up until that watch what happens live. Cause I've actually got to know her. Cause she wasn't just so up Hannah's ass. She was actually able to be there, but if you're going to get fooled by Austin, like Austin is literally like a fucking like conqueror right now. He is just like, and he knows it. He knows he can fucking throw down within. He's like the Pete Davidson of reality shows, you know? He's the Pete Davidson of Bravo. He really is. Like he, he, he knows he can throw down and like to have Lindsay in that audience at watch what happens live and to say the shit he did on there. And then to have Sierra the next week, talk shit about Lindsay. That I just feel so like, cool. I feel like, but also, it almost it's like we're ignoring the fact that Lindsay is an extremely beautiful woman herself. It like they make it seem like she's fucking like ugly dunce. And it's like, are you kidding me? She's not even like close to ugly, you know? I just, yeah, that was like so bad. I, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like Sierra's appearance at all on Watch What Happens Live. I just can't figure her out. Like, I really just but can't. Where are you on Paige? Where are you on Paige? Because Paige is fucking funny, but at the same time, I don't trust her. I don't like, and Paige was like, Team Erica and watch what happens live. Oh, like, I saw that. I see. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, I'm like that. This is your chance. You have a plot. You have the ability right now to send a message about Erica Jane, and you're saying unpopular opinion. I like Erica. I've always yeah. She's like a friend, and you're like, why did you do that? And I'm like, as soon Paige, as said girl. unpopular opinion, I was like, fuck you. I just think that she's really stupid. Honestly, I just don't think she's very smart. So whatever. But Sierra, are, are you not curious though? Like, do we get to see in Winterhouse like how the Andrea thing fails and the, how the Craig thing starts? Conover, I don't know, but right now Craig has a girlfriend on Winterhouse. Winterhouse is like what? Like, and he's was, calling her every like three hours saying he misses filmed, her. So how does that? It, yeah, it was filmed over like eight days or something. So I don't. No, think, no, it was filmed over like seventeen days, right? Okay. So I'm I don't saying like. I don't think they do that in Winterhouse. I but don't I want to know how it started. Like, I really do want to know, like, when did it start getting flirty and like, actually, let's break up with my girlfriend and hook up with you, you know? Yeah, we need to see the breakup with his girlfriend. OK, uh, as we like I do, you brought up Caller Daddy. So I will bring up Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports, you guys, is uh, run by a gentleman named what's his name? He's not a gentleman, Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. And they had an interview. I believe it was on Business Inside, not an interview an article, I believe on Business Insider, and it was kind of an expose interviewing um, these ladies that had been with him. And he seems to go for younger ladies, like 19, 20, maybe, maybe 21, 22, uh, and very aggressive sex to the point that, you know, uh, screaming or felt 19, very 19. 19. 
and he would fly them out. Um, and I, you know, but, and you, you know, I was just going off a tweet you said, because you were like, Hey, don't support this, this, this with barstool. I'm not that familiar with barstool. All I know about barstool is that Jax Taylor loves barstool sports. And that says a lot right there, but I know Dave Portnoy because he's just managed to pop up and I'd followed the call her daddy contract negotiations with Alexandra and the, the um, uh, what's the other girl's name that so Sophia, Sophia. Um, but why is this guy a bad guy? Cause my thing, so my devil's advocate thing is okay. He's not quote unquote raping these girls. They're actually wanting him. Like all these people think he's so cool. All these girls, all these sororities, all these people are welcoming Dave Portnoy. They think he's this amazing guy because he has this access and the celebrity. Where is this going wrong? Where, why is this bad, Sophie? Okay. So a lot of the stoolies that are in my DM. That's what they call them? This, yeah, stoolies oh. in my fucking DMs are like, they're 19. They're legally consenting adults, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is what devil's advocate will say. Yeah. Okay, fine. The reality is that Dave Portnoy is a 44-year-old man who is smart enough to know that 19-year-old girls do not have a lot of sexual experience. So when you have rough freaky like degrading sex that might be fine for like an adult fully like 30 year old woman with sexual experience but 19 year old girls getting choked spit on trigger warning by the way choked spit on like yeah like degrading like just nasty like and then never speaking them again these are 19 year old girls that is stuff that lands them in therapy for life. He but, he's hard enough to know that that will be traumatizing for a 19. But Sophie, this guy paints himself as a fucking asshole. He's a fucking asshole. He's like, I'm going to fucking conquer business. I'm going to conquer you. I want to fuck. I'm going to do it legally. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So you're asking him to have a conscience and he doesn't. He actually says out loud, I don't have a conscience, so fuck you. So we're asking him to have a conscience when he admits he doesn't. Okay, Some th- if he wants to like, you know, be an asshole on Twitter and like talk shit to like business inside, whatever it is, the yeah, business yeah, yeah. CEO or exec, he's saying it's like a hit job, whatever. Yeah, 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 hit piece and I'm scared of cancel culture all of a sudden. Yeah. Sexual violence is where he is crossing. That's unacceptable. Like sexual violence is not okay. And we need to collectively, and that is sexual violence. When you are sexually violent to a 19 year old girl that does not have sexual experience for the first time, for the first time, you know, you can agree on, you can agree on sexual situations. Yeah. He goes after 19 year old girls over and over and over again. And even in this article, that was behind a paywall, by the way, which I do not agree with, but I... Uh, by the way, that was very frustrating, Sophie. Uh, it is behind a paywall, and I tried to get it so many times to the fact where I just signed up for Apple, like Apple One. So it like put all these things I'd already bought in one, so just so I could read the article, you know? Um. Yeah, so the paywall thing was so annoying, and I think that, you know, stories like this are need to know because think of all the people that clicked on it and didn't read it because it was behind a paywall. Yeah. And now- know this information so yeah not a paywall not a fan of the paywall in this situation but in the story it says that these like 21 year old girls are like wait we're too old for him like you try to like one of their little sisters who is 19 and then he answered to her so 
he literally goes after teenagers. It sounds like, yeah, uh, it's just wrong. Where, where, I mean, where does this go from here? Because I, I hate, and we could bring up Aaron Rodgers in this as well Is that all of a sudden people can, that's like the new thing when you do something that's like morally reprehensible is you just claim cancel culture. Like if I do something wrong, the first thing, if I was a PR person of like, well, this is cancel culture coming to life. It's scary. All the pitchforks. And when it comes for you, it's going to come for you, everybody. Just get ready because it's scary. So it takes away any kind of moral responsibility by claiming, quote unquote, cancel culture. And the thing is with you guys, we've talked about this many times. Cancel culture doesn't really exist. Like Ramona Singer, Renee, like cancel culture, people still cancel culture is just literally saying this person did this shit. It's fucking wrong. And most of the people don't actually ever get any kind of actual um, penance for, I mean, like they don't actually get things taken away um, because, but they complain about it nonstop because they've done something yeah. wrong. Culture isn't real. And also Dave Portnoy, Portnoy will always have his fans that will defend anything he does, which is so frustrating. So he like, in a way is not really cancelable. Like the average person is, unfortunately, I do think we as a society need to stop normalizing him. And I think we normalize him by normalizing things like color daddy and all of the things that fall under barstool. No, we need to stop normalizing it. Like done. We are done. Stop listening to color daddy. Stop listening to spitting chiclets. By the way, Sophie, Sophie wrote on a tweet, like, don't listen to these podcasts. And she put spit and chicklets as one. And I literally thought Sophie was making up podcast names. So I was like, there's a <laughs> podcast named spit and chicklets. Like what the fuck uh, is spit and chicklets? Yeah. I'm actually going on that one tomorrow. Are you really? No, I'm joking. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, it's, it's my hockey. favorite. You know what it is? It's a hockey podcast. By two girls? No, it's like, it's like hockey. Oh, they're like chicklets, like chicks. No, but what's the other one that like, I like? Chick bar. Chicklets are what they call like when you're the when the hockey. Yeah, I have little baby teeth. Yeah. Um, what are the babes in the office or what is that one? Chicks in the office, and then pardon my take. I think is like football or just sports generally. So stop listening. And I'm sure there are other barstool podcasts, but like stop listening to barstool podcasts. You're but I wonder what the, I wonder what the girls on barstool think about it because it's an opportunity for them, man. Like that's like, they, they actually are succeeding at something. So it's hard to, you know, like I would love to talk to about, to, to talk to babes in the office they and see what they think. Know, they know what kind of culture he, they all probably know this shit. They're probably all aware. So they're enabling and co-signing. I don't, I don't feel bad for any of them. If you know, this kind of ruins their, their podcasts. I don't care. Like they've all well, been, but, but by the way, Sophie, it won't like, it's been proven when you're doing cancel culture, you actually get a little bit more popular. Like it actually drives subscriptions and it drives because all of a sudden these people that are like, kind of like assholes and be like, I believe you should be able to rape 19 year olds. Like they actually support you harder because they think that freedom is being taken away from Dave Portney, Portnoy, which is a multimillionaire. They're like, God forbid a multimillionaire not get his 19-year-old pussy. Like, God forbid that this, like, that's what cracks me up is that, guys, at the end of the day, it's just like Kylie Jenner. You're just protecting millionaires. You're protecting somebody that will never fucking hang out with any of us in their lifetimes unless we're millionaires. That's who we're protecting. You're not protecting Joe Schmo, your neighbor down the street, who, you know, like, had, you know, is a good guy at heart. You're protecting these millionaires that's like, like inciting things by like claiming cancel culture. When in reality, it's just like, you're just protecting another millionaire. And I, I'm sorry to be aggressive on this, but it just, it's very frustrating because it's like, 
you don't know Dave Portnoy. You don't know, like, I, I don't know. It, it's very frustrating. Um, but speaking of that sports, Aaron Rodgers this week, oh my he God. got COVID <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers, you guys, I know him just because he dates Shay or he's engaged to Shailene Woodley who makes her own toothpaste and cheese. She's a very natural blood. woman. And it turns out he lied about getting vaccinated. And this is another thing where now he's claiming cancel culture because he got COVID and it came out. He wasn't vaccinated yet. There's an interview where he said, yeah, I am immunized. And then he's blaming the reporter saying he didn't ask me a follow-up question. Uh, you know, like I was immunized from uh, chicken pox. You know what I'm saying? Like he's now blaming the reporter for yeah, not asking a follow-up question. Yeah, he was so like lying and he was so freaking weird in that interview he did with Pat McAfee or whatever it was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so weird. he did that the next day. But like that's what I'm saying is like we live in this culture that it's like I get it. Like I get but like also your body your choice. Why is it not right? Why is it not acceptable for a woman to have her choice over her own body? whether it be abortion, whether it be Britney Spears, why is it not okay for that? Or so many people fight to take the rights away from women for that. But we got to fight the right for fucking stupid Aaron Rodgers with the stringy hair. looks like he's a fucking singer on Nickelback. We got to fight for this guy to have his fucking rights. I'm so sorry, but like, it really is. I don't get, I, I just sometimes don't get it. Like you can make a woman go through fucking torture with an abortion, not because they even want to. It's a fucking horrifying experience. But this guy, we're supposed to fight for another millionaire, a guy that lied, the kid, even just fucking say i lied i fucking lied i did it he's saying the reporter didn't ask me a follow-up question so it's his fault like it's all technicalities with men you know what i'm saying oh yeah of course also i used to think aaron Rodgers was so hot and like now i'm now like you're well you're a burrow girl you're a joe burrow girl yeah and also <laughs> duh i'm, I'm a burrow bitch <laughs> but, but like Aaron Rodgers, like stringy hair and is like weird and so gross. Yeah, he's so gross now. Ew. <laughs> well, and by the way, so then I looked into it and this is how my weird mind works is that I recalled. I was like, oh, my God, I remember during the summer he went on a double date vacation with Miles Teller, the actor and his girlfriend. Yes. And Miles Teller, by the way, if you look at Miles Teller, he's had so many incidences where he's gotten into fights at bars. He's like a real jackass, supposedly. Um, even though he was great in the movie Whiplash, but um, he and they went on a double date. And like, so you got Sh Shailene who makes her own soap. She's like, like she says she wakes up in the morning and screams just to start the body, you know, which has got to be fun for Aaron to sleep next to like wake up and hear a scream. But like, I'm like, see, and Miles Teller, you guys, he took over for Army Hammer in this, this uh, TV series called The Offer that you're going to see next year. He took over for Army Hammer after Army Hammer did his thing. And Miles Teller did not get vaccinated, shut down the whole production, lost millions of dollars for this TV show, The Offer. And I'm like, these fucking, this, this double date vacation, you know, it's like these people sitting there going, I'm not going to get vaccinated either. Like, they're all making fun of us. They all, all these millionaires think they know what's right for their bodies. It's like, you guys, like you fucking have, you carry a cell phone on your hip. Like that's fucking cancer right there. Like really, like those are tracking devices right there. Like I, I'm just frustrated. It's just frustrating. Like I, I want to respect people, but it just, and I know this is, I'm going to get hate mail for this, but it's just frustrating, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait, sorry. I have to go, Ryan. I'm sorry. Oh, are you hooking up? Oh, okay. Anyways, we did an hour. Uh, so Real Houses of Potomac is tonight. Salt Lake City. We'll talk about that next week. 
We'll talk about Jen Shaw's arrest and Potomac reunion part one next week, you guys. Sophie, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm in a car, so I cannot wait to drive home three hours. And I will talk to you this week. Betches.